Good morning. I want to begin with a question this morning. Why is it, why is it that we are often so unkind to our spouse, to our children, to our siblings, to our parents, than we are to total strangers? <laughs> I can't believe it, but that's so true, isn't it? I know it is in my life. I mean, there are times when I've said things to Deborah and said things to my children. The moment I said them, I wish I could take them back. And I know you know what that means because most everybody has said something that's unkind. And I think about those times I've done that, I wouldn't have said that to a total stranger. I would have never said it to any of you. But why are we not merciful even to our own family? Why are we not forgiving to our own family? children and our parents we're looking at the beatitude blessed are those who are merciful for they shall receive mercy and we've talked about four before and these are kind of the conditions of the so and remember this is kingdom language okay kingdom language God's inviting us into his kingdom, and he's asking those to come into his kingdom. And he says, if you're going to come into my kingdom, there is kingdom that's going to rule. Kingdom language that's going to rule. And you need to listen to that kingdom language and be a part of that kingdom now. Because the kingdom of heaven is here on earth as it is in heaven. As he talks about in his prayer in Matthew chapter 6. And so when we think about that, when we think about that, the kingdom of heaven here, let's bring the kingdom of God that's there, let's bring that here, let's act like that and be like that. So the condition of the soul that we've looked at is blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall in, in, inherit, they shall inherit the land or the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied or they shall be filled. These are conditions of one's soul. These are how people were on the side of that mountain. And Jesus is inviting people who have those conditions of the soul to actually be a part of his kingdom. Now he looks at the fruit of the soul. And the fruit of the soul, the first fruit of the soul, is blessed are those who are merciful. Here's your fruit. Are you a merciful person? Because... I want people in my kingdom who are merciful individuals. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy from me. I need God's mercy. There is no way for me to be in God's kingdom without his mercy and his grace. No way for me to do that. And yet I don't think we fully understand what mercy means. Because, man, when I look at what's going on in social media today, even from our brothers and sisters in Christ, the language that's used, the hatred that's used, it's it's unbecoming of what brothers and sisters how we ought to respond but i know i know hey i've got my opinion i just put it out there 
I'm just going to make sure I get my statement in. Just going to make sure I get this so that everybody else can understand exactly where I am and how it's supposed to be. We're at a time in our lives right now when Christians when Christians ought to be rising up and showing people mercy and forgiving them. But it seems like we're, it's just we've gone the opposite way. We, we've got all these things that are happening and it's not bringing out the best in us, it's bringing out the worst in us. Why in the world is that? When it comes to mask and wearing masks, it brings out the worst in us. I mean, when Walmart this past week said, hey, listen, everybody's going to have to wear a mask. Do you wear a seatbelt? To protect yourself? I'm not going to get off on that. Okay, but, but there are other things. I know our young people did a whole week on racism at their camp, which they had here at the building. And it was about, how can I step into the shoes of another and understand what's going on in a black person's life? How can I show them mercy? How can I understand them? And just the... Just, Again, the social media and our language that's out there right now, what's going on in our hearts, it hurts me to see it. It hurts me to see it. I'm worried. I'm worried that what Jesus wants from us and what he wants from his church is not what's happening. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So exactly what is mercy? Exactly what is mercy? Mercy is compassion. Compassion for those who are afflicted. It's compassion for those who are afflicted. It's a desire to relieve that affliction. In other words, compassion plus action equals that mercy. Compassion Plus, action equals mercy. Just because I say it and say, I'm a merciful person, it requires action. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are those who are compassionate and and showing action toward others. In other words, I must put myself in the shoes of other people, the shoes of my spouse, the shoes of my siblings, the shoes of my children, to understand them, to understand them. And I put myself in their shoes so that I can understand where they're coming from so that I might forgive them, forgive them. People, if we don't understand this, if we don't get this in our lives, I'm concerned about people's souls. And as one who loves you, who cares deeply for you, I want all of you to have the hope of heaven one day. I do. We hear the term, we hear the term, I've got to walk a mile. Mercy is basically walking a mile in another person's shoes. 
And if I don't put myself in there, then I don't know exactly how to live. Let me give you the opposite. Let me give you the opposite of this from Scripture, okay? So instead of a blessing, let me give you the cursed side. Cursed are those who show partiality and are biased toward others. For they shall be judged without mercy. That's the other side of this. Here's the blessing, but here's the cursed side of that. Because understand, that's kind of what Deuteronomy talks about. Here's your blessings. Here's your curses. Here's your blessings. Here's the curses. Here's what will happen to you if you do those things that are right, and you will be blessed. But here's those things that are happening to you if you don't do those things that are right, and you will be cursed. So on every side of these beatitudes, there's a blessing, but there's also these, this curse that comes. Cursed are those who show partiality and are biased toward others, for they shall be judged without mercy. Now look at James chapter 2, verse 13, and it says this. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That's what James says. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Because mercy triumphs over judgment. When I forgive, when I consider, when I see someone's life and I walk in their shoes before I make any judgment at all, when I try to understand that other person and where they're coming from, even my spouse, I'm so grateful for a loving and compassionate wife because there are so many times when I've been unmerciful to her. You ever done that? You ever said some things that you know you shouldn't have said? Done it on more than one occasion. More than one occasion. And I'm grateful for someone who is merciful and who shows compassion and who is forgiving. And the reason she can be like that and the reason I'm supposed to be like that, the reason we're all supposed to be like that is because God did this for us. God did this for us. God was showed us mercy. When we were far away, He came to be with us. See, Jesus put Himself in our shoes. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say what Jesus did was anything else but putting Himself in our shoes so that He could understand us. So that as one who is tempted, He could... He could he could understand how we have been tempted because he has been tempted in all points with just but without sin. And people with the measure that we use, it will be measured back to us. That's what Jesus says too in Luke chapter 6. With the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So yes, I'm concerned. 
I'm concerned with the, the language that's happening today. I'm concerned with the, the divisiveness that's occurring. I'm just concerned about uh, the way we are treating even our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I've got an opinion. I've got an opinion. Let's go beat heads against each other. Is that what God wants us to do? How can we're to live in love? We're to show mercy. Why? Because God showed us mercy. When we were still sinners, so far away, He brought us near. Man, I wish I had time to read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. If you have time, read that whole thing. It's great. But let me give you this passage here, which says this. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he has for us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace, you have been saved. Okay, so here's the positive side of mercy. The positive side is that we have a God who is gracious. We have a God who is compassionate. We have a God who is forgiving. We have a God who has overlooked, who, has, who looks at us and loves us so much that he wants to bring us near. When we were so far away from him, he wants to bring us near to him. And the way he did that is through his son. And his son comes down and he says, live a life of mercy. Live a life of mercy because you will receive mercy on that day. On that day, when we stand before him, I will need his mercy. I will need his grace. And that comes through the blood of Jesus Christ, which com continually cleanses me from all sin. But I'm going to bow at the throne of grace. I will drop to my knees because I am not worthy. I'm not. And none of us are. But it's amazing to me how it's much easier to put people down. It's much easier to recognize everybody's flaws except our own. It's much easier, easier to be arrogant toward others. Here's what mercy is. Mercy is hospitality loved out. Not lived out, but loved out. Mercy is forgiveness loved out. Mercy is compassion loved out. When your discussion guides for your small groups, if you're not meeting, meeting and you'd like one of those small group discussion guides, just email me and I'll be more than happy to give one to you. But in that discussion guide, we looked at, I asked everybody to, to actually go to Luke chapter 10 and read the story of the Good Samaritan. Because that is mercy loved out. That's compassion loved out. That's hospitality loved out. We have been loved out by God, and we're supposed to love other people. Love and show mercy 
and compassion and be forgiving. If you really fulfill the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. This is important. This is very important. And in this time, like I said before, in this time, we need to be at our best and not at our worst. People, this is, this is, this is an act of worship to God. I want to read Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says this, I appeal to you, therefore, by the mercies of God, by God's mercy, by the mercies of God, I appeal to you to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to present your bodies by as living sacrifices by the mercies of God since he has been merciful to us we need to be merciful to others in our spiritual act of worship our spiritual act of worship is being merciful to others that's a part of our spiritual act of worship Because you're going down from there in Romans chapter 12, and he says so many things. Just let me give you a few characteristics of mercy. These are the fruit of one's souls. Let your love be genuine. Bless those who persecute you. Live in harmony with one another. Repay no one evil for evil. Never avenge yourselves. Overcome evil with good. Why? Again, because of Jesus. Because Jesus was merciful. And because he is merciful, we need to be merciful. Because he stepped in other people's shoes, our shoes, my shoes, your shoes. He knows exactly what's going on in your heart. He understands that. And he's calling us to something. He's calling us to be a merciful person. He understands the temptation we have to write something. And the anger we get when we look at something and we go, Oh, I want people to understand this this way. And we have these opinions and this opinion and this, this thought. And we just throw it out there. Just throw it out there for everybody to see. Jesus understands. He gave up his rights to come down to heaven. You know, and I'm going to say something, and I'm not ashamed of it. I think many times we put more faith in the Declaration of Independence than we do in Scripture. Now, I know that's hard to say, but it's true. We put more faith in what the Declaration of Independence says in our Constitution than we do in what Jesus tells us how to live. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17. For God did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. In that way that we, as brothers and sisters, save this world is not with the anger, not with the animosity, not with the bias that we have. We save the world by being Jesus, by showing Jesus to others. Will you be Jesus? Will you walk in his steps, in his shoes? He walked in ours. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. May God bless you. And may his power and his spirit be within you.